Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time hanging out with me, welcome. If you have been here before, welcome back. I love it when you show up each week to listen to what I have to say. Last week, I talked about self-sabotage as a result of an unsustainable pace in body transformation. And I brought up some of the ways that self-sabotage creeps in and gave you just a little bit of a perspective on maybe some ways that it's showing up in your life. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you do. It's a great segue into what I'm going to talk about today. On that episode, I mentioned that the journey really is the good part. And today, I'm going to make a case for why. Have you ever caught yourself wishing time away, just waiting for the end? We think about what's going to happen at the end of all the hard work. Our thoughts tend to be filled with, I can't wait until I have to eat. I guess I'll, I'll do this again and other language that is obligatory and sounds like somebody is torturing you into reaching this goal or forced you to set it in the first place. Is it any wonder that it's so miserable and exhausting? You are acting like the cost of self-care and not eating until you're Thanksgiving full every night is climbing Mount Everest without shoes on. I was working on one of my client check-ins a while back and the conversation was such a great example of how this shows up in our lives I asked the client, when are you happiest in your body? And she told me when she achieved a personal strength record in the gym back when she was into lifting weights. That's an important piece of the sentence, back when she was into lifting weights. That response really just put some pieces together for me for this episode because that is what we do. The PR aspect of weightlifting models how we act in life. It's so exciting when something new happens, when we have this achievement, when we hit the high, but after you've had some time to have some exciting thoughts about it, life just continues. The excitement is short-lived. We either chase the next number, next achievement, next thing, or we move on to other things. This is normal. It's not like we shouldn't be leveling up. We absolutely should be leveling up, but we forget to spend any time celebrating and settling in to what we've already done. And so because that moment where we feel amazing doesn't last, we really need to learn to love every rep along the way. Life is full of up and down, but most of the time we're hanging out kind of in the middle. So if we're never appreciating the middle, then we're really only living for glimpses of excitement. We are missing so many opportunities to just feel great. We really need to learn to love the grind, the sweat, the pain that gives us that PR, which means personal record, in case you didn't know. And this is exactly the same as it is for weight loss or reaching any other milestone. If you wish the journey away, if you want it over already, then the achievement will only give you that temporary high and you'll never hold it. It stops being rewarding and all that's left is the other 23 hours in your boring ass day. Your boss is still your boss. Dishes still need to be done. You still have to get dressed in the morning 
and your feelings can still get hurt. If you aren't pumped that you can lift 10 pounds, then you won't stay pumped when you can lift 20. This is also why it's so important to build a life that you want to live outside of weight loss and your fitness goals and obsessing about your body. If you are hanging your hat on losing weight to answer your prayers, you really have some waking up to do. What if instead of thinking about how much of a drag getting to the gym was, you asked yourself what kind of movement would bring you joy and did more of that? What if you stopped saying things like, I have to eat this, and you just started asking yourself how you can make vegetables more interesting or how you can eat the foods you love and still lose your weight or reach your goals? What if you spend more time thinking about how great it feels to keep commitments to yourself? rather than you think about how much it sucks to get up 30 minutes earlier to enjoy your morning routine? What if you stop thinking about all the things you say no to and instead think of all the ways you are saying yes when you do say no? If you make your journey a miserable son of a bitch, then no matter how much weight you lose, it will be on loan. It will never be yours forever. Our brains are too smart for that. They are negative thinking and pleasure-seeking by default. That means that it's going to look for any opportunity to complain so that you don't have to go through anything really uncomfortable to change. And the solution to all that bitching and complaining is going to be a double cheeseburger and a cupcake. Now, before you go blaming your brain for being an asshole, please understand that this default is how you've stayed safe for as long as you have. And it's also changeable. You will never get to a point where your brain doesn't offer up some really shitty excuses and suggestions in life. I have a shit brain. Your pastor has a shit brain. And so does your mama. The goal isn't to make these thoughts go away. The point is to notice them as soon as you can so that you can stay separate from them. So you can create a little bit of space between what you are thinking and who you are and what you really want. Thank goodness that we don't act on every thought that we have. I will tell you, I have had some terrible thoughts in my life. I am really grateful that I didn't act on them. Our subconscious is just throwing out a whole bunch of them. And a lot of them are pretty useless. Some are downright dangerous. But your conscious brain is our decision maker. It's the one that gets you to clock in every day and get that paycheck. It's the one that decides whether or not you care what your boss thinks of blue hair before you go and color yours. It's the one that decides if you're going to take the suggestion of just one more bite, it really won't hurt, no one will know, or if you're going to say nope and then deal with the toddler brain meltdown of walking away when something just tastes really good. And I know that all sounds hard and miserable. It sounds like a lot of work. I know that I haven't really made my case yet, so just kind of hang in there with me. If you look at this work as hard and miserable, then it isn't very fun. If you look at every mistake as a personal failure, then of course you're going to want to turn away, complain, and quit. What if you looked at your brain and the way your mind works as really interesting? What if you noticed the uncomfortable sensations you find the thought that's causing it and you can observe it in a way that is amusing instead of aggravating. Like, listen, I love my brain. It goes to work on me all the damn time and it wins out a lot. But I also catch it a lot. And when I do, 
I just picture this toddler having a meltdown about some ice cream or something, and it's honestly so ridiculous that I can't even be bothered to be upset by it. This is not how it always was. I used to take every emotion and every big thought as truth. I believed everything my brain threw at me, and it created so much panic, so much discomfort, anxiety, depression, all the things that just feel really bad for a really long time. I held grudges. I stopped myself from success. I stayed in situations longer than I should have. All because I thought my brain was telling me the truth. Because I didn't know that I could just observe those thoughts, think of them as suggestions, and suggest something better. So stop making things so damn dramatic. Learn from me. Don't be so hard on yourself. By telling yourself miserable stories about everything that requires work, And just start telling yourself better ones. If you want to think that your journey is hard, it's hard. If you want to take the pressure off the result, get some big shit done and then laugh at yourself through the process, then do that because it's a whole hell of a lot more fun. Even if you notice it after you've already made the mistake and you had a meltdown, you can still reflect back on it with humor and a desire to learn more about yourself in that situation so that you know how to handle it later. I really want you to hear this. There is no shame required in self-accountability. None. You do not have to treat yourself like garbage in order to hold yourself to a standard where you want to continue to improve. Every time you walk away from an urge, throw yourself a mental party. Every time you go to bed without your phone, celebrate that shit. Every time you try a new vegetable, be so proud of yourself for growing on purpose. Self-celebration is key to a pleasurable experience. You can't stop your brain from looking out for you. It literally is supposed to. That's its job. And it does it very well. But sometimes it gets a little confused and suggests some crazy things. What you can do is get really good at redirecting it toward what you want most and then cheering yourself on along the way. The journey is the part we really need to fall in love with. It's the part we need to fall for because how we build it is how we keep it. If you build it in a miserable tsunami of self-loathing, then you have to keep feeling that way in order to sustain it. Really think about that. Isn't what you're after worth reaching in a way that feels good so that you can feel good while you keep it? Isn't making yourself miserable completely against what we really want in the first place? To stop feeling like human garbage? I mean, really think about it. All right, that is my case for learning to love the journey. I want you to fall in love with the boring things you do every single day that have huge results the things that you show up for, I want you to be very careful how you talk about them. If you find yourself dreading a part of your process, get curious. Are you thinking shitty thoughts or doing shitty things? Either way, something's got to give. But that doesn't mean you quit or let yourself off the hook. It means you double down on figuring out what is standing in your way from enjoying this process so that you can make some changes 
and start having fun again. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. It helps me so much more than you know. Screenshot the episode and share it on social media. Let me know if you are committed to falling in love with every step of your journey, if you are committed to figuring out the ways that you make yourself miserable and flipping the script, that's what I want for you. Make sure you tag me on anything you post. All my information is in the show notes. I would love to connect with you. If you have a question or thoughts on this episode, ideas for future episodes, or you want to learn about how we can work together one-on-one, drop it in my inbox. It's always open for you. All right. Bye.